You're listening to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Toks Arotere. This is episode 28. Thank you for tuning in to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, where we make mindset changes using tools from everyday life and business experiences. Episode 28 is Tyler Perry, The Story of a Fighter. Hello, my friend. How have you been? What have you been up to? How has your week been? How's your day going? I hope it's going beautifully well. I'm trying not to do a countdown, but guys, I'm ecstatic to be returning to work on Wednesday next week. I will blame Eve for my recent spate of irritation. It's just been one thing after the other, but the one that's really got on my nerves was the electrician currently working in the shop. I've heard of people carrying bad energy with them, but this guy's own is on another level. He doesn't stop moaning. Even though I'm paying him exactly what he told me it was going to cost, this guy makes it a point to tell me every time we have a conversation, like literally every single time I have to answer a question or clarify something to him, he makes it a point to to tell me that he undercharged me and that I should be grateful. I'm paying this guy. I haven't snapped at him yet. I did a little bit two days ago, but you see, I've got to be careful because I don't want him to deliberately miswire my electric so I don't get electrocuted. (laughs) It's a little bit like when you're food arrives at the restaurant and you're less than thrilled or maybe not so much the food but the waiter is either brash or rude or not courteous listen i don't complain about those people i'm super nice to them because only they and god knows what goes on in that kitchen and i don't want my food to be contaminated with their spit On a much lighter note, we're coming to the end of 2020. And even though it's been an unconventional year for pretty much all of us, we mustn't neglect to end the year right, or at least try to. If ever there was a time to listen to your insides, it is now. Because the natural thing to do is go with the zigzagging, not the flow, but the zigzagging of this year. But that means that you are subject to everything that's going on, which isn't completely true. You have the mindset that your life is based on what's happening around you and you have no control over it. Not true. Your inside is superior to your outside. So don't draw inspiration from your environment. And on that note, I have a question. Where does your inspiration come from? Where do you draw inspiration from is is a better way of putting it. Last week, I talked about the lessons that I've been learning and it has been very much around trees and seeds and fruits and earth and the whole works. Inside us is a seed containing all we require to thrive. 
But that seed often comes wrapped with layers of stuff, which isn't always great stuff. So what ends up happening is instead of drawing from our core or from our seed, we draw from the substance that's covering it. I've been doing some binging on Tyler Perry. I used to receive his emails years and years ago. At the time, it was just simple, heartfelt, very occasional emails about his life. It wasn't glamorized. It wasn't even spell-checked. There was no fancy email clients like MailChimp or Aweber used. And there was no header, no brand colors, no brand aligned header. There wasn't a footer that said, you're receiving this email because you signed up to receive our newsletter or unsubscribe here. Nothing like that. It was just a straight up normal traditional email. And I was greatly inspired and encouraged by them because first of all, they were authentic and true. It wasn't emails telling me how to live my life or how to get successful, but it was he just told his story. That's all he did in those emails, his experiences. Second reason I was inspired by those emails was because I was going through my perfect storm and needed any and every remotely solid piece of ground to stand on. So I haven't really read much about him since then, except the very obvious you know, like when he opened his studio and that phenomenal speech he gave at, I'm not sure if it was the BET Awards, I can't remember what awards it was, but it ended with, well, everybody is busy fighting about Oscar so white, I'll be over in Atlanta building my table. I love that last bit because it says, stop using your energy to fit into someone else's glamorized dream. Dream your own leave your life. Anyway, I was already having a challenging week and so went onto YouTube to find a word because you know how it is. You're just looking for that word, that inspiration to just get you out of the funk that you're in or encourage you if you're feeling a bit low like I was and was actually looking for TDJX when I came across Tyler Perry's uh, a YouTube video. He had done an interview with, I think it was Joel Austin, he did an interview with he was on some program. And there's a reason I'm telling you this, so stay with me. I dived in and I learned something new, which I will, of course, share with you today because you love stories. I know you do. Now, here is his story. Here's Tyler Perry's story in a nutshell. He grew up poor in an abusive home. His father was a violent man who beat his wife and children, sometimes until they bled. The young Tyler Perry would go underneath his house because those houses have a stilt and the space underneath it. And he'll go underneath away from the ruckus and disappear into his own world of just pure imagination and, and just the life, I guess, that he wanted. That space, that world was where he would later draw some of his plays from and his movies. As soon as he was old enough, he left home and he had just two goals. Run away from poverty, run away from abuse. So he did. He left home and he hustled. Now, I don't know how much of this man's story you know, but he really hustled. He lived in his car at one point. He was homeless. And at least once he talked about calling a friend because he was hungry 
asking him for $20. The friend said he was on his way, but it took him about two days to arrive. And I share that story in episode eight, The Power of Small Mistakes. Anyway, our guy was writing stage plays and he kept trying, you know, creating the, the stories and setting up performances at theaters. He would rent a space, rent a theater for his heart and soul and the little amount of cash he was able to scrape together and no one would show up. Can you imagine the disappointment, the discouragement? You know what it's like when you're hoping against hope, praying with all the faith you can muster and nothing comes out of it. That was him. It all came to a head when he maxed out his mother's credit card and couldn't even pay the $300 minimum bill. So his mother suggested that he just go to the local electricity company and get a job. After all, the pay was decent, he'd get medical insurance, he'll get benefits. And if you're listening to this podcast in the United States, I just want to say my heart goes out to you (laughs) because we don't know what that's like over here. But he picked up an application form and decided to do one last play. While he was in his dressing room, he said to God, if nothing comes out of this one, I'm done. I'll hand in this application and I'll turn my back on acting and just this whole world of writing. I'll turn my back on it and just go get a life. And I know what that's like, and I'm sure you do as well, when the option is a thousand times better than where you're at. But then you know that the option is settling. You know the option isn't really what you want, but then it places you in a much more comfortable position. I recall times when I have found myself at what looked like the same crossroads, the ones that I have failed previously so many times. And I understand how hard it is to believe differently when all the signs are the same. Everything's the same. Everything is pointing to failure that you have experienced before. That's where Tyler Perry was when he said this prayer. Many of us don't bother venturing out because we are scared of the pain. Should we fail again? Friends and family will even advise you for your own good. Just settle, you know, just just get a job somewhere else or just manage this challenging relationship you're in, this abusive marriage. I mean, at least he pays the bills or at least he doesn't beat you. And they tell you to manage and to settle. And if this is you, don't. Don't settle for a relationship that drains you. Don't settle for a boring career. Don't settle for anything less than what you truly want, even if settling will bring you immediate relief and comfort. At the end of his prayer, Tyler said God told him to look out of the window. And although it was raining, there was a line that went past his window and all around the building, or the block, (laughs) all waiting to see his play. So at this point when he was telling his story, which this part of his story is one that he's told in his old emails, and I never forgot it. I had a number of thoughts and the most pressing one was a question. What if he dropped off the application and didn't do that one play? 
Isn't it a scary thought that some of our breakthroughs are just one tiny decision away, one email away, in some cases, one word? (laughs) I understand what it's like when everything seems to just fall apart around you. And it makes much more sense to just pivot than it does to keep going. I get that. But what if you try one more time? What if you post one more request? What if you ask one more person for help? What if you stop imagining failed outcomes and this one time imagine success while you're taking action? The memory of past disappointments will try and stop you, but it's just a memory. The scene might look familiar, but it's a different time. And you are made up of multiple dimensions. You're not just one dimensional. So today, Tyler Perry is a billionaire and his studio is more extensive than Disney, Warner Brothers and Paramount combined. And he's just getting started. I beg you to pause and compare the Tyler Perry at Southern Electric, who was, which was the electric company he had taken the application form for, and compare him to the Tyler Perry we know today. He would still be the exact same person, but would probably not have had the level of influence he has today. Now, not everyone is called to fame, of course, but everyone is called to impact. If you are not doing exactly what God created you to do, exactly what you desire, you won't be impactful. There's an old movie I recall called Sliding Doors, which was (laughs) both stupid and excited at the same time. I can't remember the entire story, lucky for you, because, you know, I'd go straight into that one too. But it was showing two alternate worlds of a couple, can't remember if it was just the one lady or she and her other half. In the first world, she took the train, ended up marrying the man she sat next to after they struck up a conversation, something like that. In the second world, she didn't rush in as the doors slid closed. You know, she just got there just as it was closing and couldn't be bothered, waited for the next train. So she ended up having a very different life with somebody else. Now, I'm not saying that our joy is tied to how much money we make or rooted to who we get married to. Okay, well, that part about getting married does require careful consideration. But I want you to consider how different your life could be if you gave that project, that relationship, that business idea one more push. Mr. Perry credits his success to his relationship with God Although his plays were initially, for a long time, unsuccessful financially, the small number of people who watched them kept coming back to him to tell him how it changed their lives. You see, the plays were about adult survivors of child abuse just like himself. And he had gone back into that world, which he had retreated to as a child frequently, and pulled from his pain and his experiences. So the people who watched the plays were those who had a similar childhood. Nobody was telling their stories. You know, Hollywood is more interested in glitz and glamour and, you know, their own style of stories. But no one was telling stories of these 
people who had faced unfortunate incidents and trauma in their lives. And he chose to do so using humor, but addressing the pain and offering some relief, if you like. And he decided for the first time in that moment to drop his goal of running away from poverty and instead focus on helping those people because that was a much bigger pull in his heart. You know, so on the one hand, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to be poor. I'm going to make sure I'm wealthy. On the other hand, these people need me and their lives are being changed. And that was a more powerful pull for him. And he says this was the turning point of his career. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard me say that your purpose must tick two boxes, glorify God and help others. And it grows you in the process. Many seasoned business people will tell us to see ourselves as serving our customers. And I agree. We all have a gift and we can use that gift to bless others. And serving and helping doesn't mean that you are giving away your product for free, but it means that what you offer and how you deliver service should have a positive effect on your customers. In the previous episode, I talked about one of the most revelatory lessons I've learned this year, which is that your brand should attract the right people and repel the wrong ones. I believe the only way you can do this effectively is by being authentic. There's a temptation to be all things to all men, to do all things for everyone, to put on airs and graces so that you appeal to a particular group of people. I believe that if we can allow the genuineness of our gifts to shine through, those who we are assigned to help will recognize us from a distance. My final lesson for Mr. Perry's story forms the backdrop for next week's episode. So you've got to come back. A breakthrough came about one not-so-fine day after an angry phone call with his father. At this point, he was all grown up. He was fending for himself. He was okay, maybe not as successful as he is today, but he was comfortable. And he decided to get it all out, go to town on the man who abused him and his mother. And he shouted down at him, verbally vomiting over this old man. And to his surprise, at the end of the conversation, if you call it a conversation, he said three words, I love you. Then he put the phone down. He says that he immediately felt empty and also understood why. You see, all of his hard work, all those plays, all that writing over the years, His inspiration to persevere and not give up, it all came from the anger that he felt towards his father. It came from, I'll show you. It came from, I'm going to be somebody. And now that the unforgiveness was gone at the end of that phone call, there was nothing left to drive him. So he had to dig deeper to find a more authentic and, I guess, eternal reason or foundation to build from. He had to unlearn creating from anger 
or been motivated by anger and started to produce from the knowledge of who he was in Christ, that God loved him and God had big plans for him. This turning point catapulted him into the space that he stands today. Now, why have I told you Tyler Perry's story? If you intentionally leave from the inside out, you'll understand why. Chasing after money to erase poverty or lack makes sense. It is understandable to pursue what appears to be joy, hoping that it eliminates our sadness. We're human. We have feelings. We feel pain, but we prefer pleasure. However, I remain convinced, and I hope you are too, that true fulfillment can only come when you leave from the inside out, the way we were originally designed to function. Tyler may have initially had his motivation from his anger towards his father, but that emotion, that pain, was not his authentic self. It was merely the outer casing of his seed. The minute he forgave his dad, the case in fell off and he was able to operate from his core. And this led to fulfillment, not just physically, but emotionally and I'm pretty sure spiritually as well. I find that we try so hard to fix the outside, to repair the outside by placing plaster or band-aid on it. But it just makes things look right. It doesn't heal the pain. So I want to leave you with a question. What is covering your seed? What are you operating from? What's driving you? Where are you getting your motivation from? For example, I've had a rough couple of days. It started off with just feelings of restlessness. I was all over the place. I started three different audiobooks and couldn't get into any of them. Tried listening to my favorite podcast. I must have about three or four half done right now. I even tried watching Netflix movies and I have quite a few that I didn't get beyond five minutes of the starting point. And then I grabbed my journal and just opened to a random entry. The entry read, whenever I'm restless, my soul is thirsty. I need to get into God's presence and be filled. And so I did. And now I feel great. I feel back in control. My earlier efforts of attempted book reading and movie watching, that was me trying to fill up my spiritual thirst with physical means. And that can never work. If the need is internal, the fulfillment will also need to be internal. So next week, DV, we will look at where inspiration should come from because from Tyler's story, we can see that it is possible to be motivated by something other than your calling. And this could be good, this could be bad, but I believe that when we are motivated from a negative space, even though it might put a band-aid or plaster on the outside by giving us uh, financial freedom on the outside and making our lives look glamorous, the inside is busy crumbling. And I really look forward to recording that episode. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> I didn't mean to shout. Have you subscribed? No, seriously, have you subscribed to the Living Inside Out podcast? And if you have, I thank you. I hope the end of each episode finds you just pondering and thinking and just addressing mindsets in your life that you need to get rid of or you need to adopt. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Because subscriptions and reviews will help push this podcast up in the rankings so that those searching for it can find it. And also, even if you've written a review previously, would you mind writing one just for this episode, please? Ta! <laughs> I'm thrilled to say Audible has jumped on the bandwagon and the Living Inside Our podcast is also available for free there because... Up until recently, Audible was only doing premium podcasts and paid for podcasts. But now they've also just found that, you know what, there's just too many people who are out there recording amazing content and getting people to pay for a few recordings. It's not going to cost it for them. So they've, they've joined the rest of the world. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, remember to leave from the inside out.